Kawhi alone inside. He's got the breakaway with the touch to the right. Go! Official podcast of your Minneapolis City Soccer Club, brought to you by Summit Brewing Company. Straight out of South Minneapolis, this is the People's Pitch Podcast, the one and only official podcast of Minneapolis City SC. I am your host, Nate, and in a rare twist of fate, I am not joined by my co-host, John, who is down with the flu. So get some rest, amigo. Everyone else, just sit back and listen to my voice. I do some of my best thinking when I talk to myself. And tonight, I'm going to talk about the new City of Lakes kit. The team dropped it on Friday night at Palmer's, and it is glorious. Harpo's came to town, and they played a members-only friendly on Saturday. I'm going to give you my thoughts on that. And get ready, because the NPSL North season is right around the corner. Well, it wouldn't be a Minneapolis City season without a kit reveal now, would it? Uh, By my calculations, City has released seven kits in four years, which is a pretty good clip. So uh, hopefully most of you have seen the kit on Twitter in the days since the party at Palmer's, and I gotta say they look much better than I expected in person. Um, The cool thing is is that this uncorporate soccer thing that Minneapolis City is all about gives the club greater creative freedom to design kits however they want, and really drop them just for fun, like no no excuse necessary, um, which is stark contrast to an organization like the MLS who are tied to Adidas and they have to use like three templates or something. Like we can do whatever we want, pink kits, lumberjack kits, stealth kits, and now the City of Lakes kit. Um, I should mention th- a big thank you to Stimulus Athletic for their continued partnership uh, in keeping the team looking just fly as hell. Uh, This kit, the City Lakes kit, was designed by Minneapolis-born designer Matthew Wolf. Um, He is a Nike designer who is also known for a number of stellar, stellar um, kits and logos out there right now in the soccer world. You might know him from the Nigeria World Cup kits that were so popular, the branding and logo for LAFC, the branding and logo for NYCFC, Uh, the PSG Air Jordan stuff, and of course our throwback logo from year one that City has been using frequently ever since. So if you haven't seen it yet, the City of Lakes kit is blue like a lake. Uh, It has 13 stripes of kind of a bluish green to represent the 13 lakes in Minneapolis. I I can't tell you what 13 lakes in Minneapolis are. I can maybe name eight. I don't know. Uh, But apparently there are 13. They has a, it has a white collar reminiscent of that year one throwback that um, that Matthew helped design. And it says City of Lakes on the back, just like that throwback, because uh, that's what it's called. And But my favorite detail, I think, of all of them is the, the one piece, the pop of color, the pink crow uh, that is on the bottom of each of the numbers on the, on the back, uh, similar to how the... Um, 
uh, the Premier League does, like the lion at the bottom of the numbers, things like that. We've got a crow, and it is sweet. Uh, and the best part is about these kits is that they fit truer to your real size than the regular home and away is. So no need to order three sizes up. No need to order a triple XL or a quadruple XL uh, if you're just a normal size human being. So you can just order a normal a normal XL. They sit closer. To, they fit closer to normal soccer kits. Uh, so you can get them now at the club shop. You can go online and buy them, or you can go in person next time the club shop is open. Uh, I know I plan to for sure and use my 10% member discount. Save me some money. Uh, the big, but the big news from the weekend, besides this kit drop on Friday night, was um, the fans' first chance of the year to see Minneapolis City in action against visiting friends Harpo's FC from Boulder, Colorado. We went down to Winter Park in Eden Prairie, uh, where you know number of members, old and new, gathered alongside uh, some Harpo's friends and family. Uh, it was a really good crowd. Um, I got to meet a lot of new members, saw some old friends that I hadn't seen in a couple uh, couple seasons, so that was really cool. Uh, there were no programs, of course. This is a pretty casual affair, so I can't say I have any idea who the Harpo's players were. <laughs> I wish I wish that I could. I'm sorry. Um, but I can tell you that these Harpo's players were tall. Um, they had a really big team. We joked about you know, asking them what, what kind of stuff they feed them in Colorado. I said CBD, and they uh, they one-upped me and answered just flat-out weed. <laughs> if you're curious who the starting lineups, uh, who the starting lineup for the Crows were, however, uh, I can hook you up with that. So in net, we had Matt Elder. Uh, right back, we had Aaron Olson. Our center backs were Trey Benhart and Miles Norville. Uh, our left back was Matt Murakami, and we had a midfield made up of Chuck sitting deeper uh, with Max Stiegert and Martin Brown Jr. Uh, sitting a little bit ahead of him. Uh, and then our forwards uh, were Whitney up top, Will Kidd on the left wing, and Nick Hutton on the right wing. Now, I want to remind everyone that John dropped hints last week that we shouldn't really be expecting the team to be in full form. I remember getting a little excited about going going to watch this game and getting ready for the Crows to just crush. And he said, whoa, 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 like, don't get your hopes up. We got some stuff to work on. And uh, so at this game, I got the feeling that we were definitely trying some new things, maybe testing a formation and some movement here and there, putting some players in some new places. And in my opinion, I think, you know, that it was a good opportunity to do that. And it definitely showed. There were some players that, that you could tell were um, new to the team, new to working together and that sort of thing. And that's fine. Now, that's not to say that there weren't positives because there are plenty of positives. Our forwards looked fast. Our midfielders were able to keep and maintain possession uh, whenever they got together. And of course, our goalkeeping was astounding. But I think this formation, as it was put in a put in a use, left a lot of space in the middle for Harpos to exploit with some of their big dudes. And and our midfielders didn't seem to be too linked up yet. Um, and there was lots of passing around the back line. The way that this formation played out is with Chuck sitting in a deep defensive midfield position is that our left back, Matt Mirakami, and our right back, Aaron Olsen, really functioned as wing backs. The forwards, the two, the right and the left wing of Will and Nick Hutton didn't track back that much. It was definitely Matt and uh, Aaron's job to 
be box to be those box to box defenders and, and wing backs. Um, when they did that, when they moved far up the field, it was Charlie Adams' job to drop back and defend and help that help that back line. And then, in effect, it became a three man back line. Um, the problem with that that I found is that in when the when Harpo's pressured us, or when there weren't a lot of options. Uh, to start building the play out of the backfield, it really just became kind of a triangle passing drill between Trey, Miles, and and Chuck until either Chuck could dribble his way out of trouble or or find that find that pass to the midfield, or Miles could play a long ball to someone uh, to someone moving forward. Um, and I mention this because I have a feeling that Harpo's talked about it in the locker room at halftime, and we'll get to that in a second. But halftime, fin- uh, halftime came and went. It was 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, Matt Elder made a number of stellar saves. Uh, Charlie, Whitney, a uh, number of good chances uh, from them, but nothing really, nothing really dropped one way or the other for either team. So scoreless at the half. In the second half, the team made some changes. Uh, Matt Elder leaves, and Jeremy Clark ends up in net, new goalkeeper for, for the team. Trey Benhart hits the bench in um, in favor of Jonah uh, Garcia. Abdallah Ba goes uh, goes wide instead of Matt Murakami. Chuck stays where he was. Max Stegert stays where he was. Timmy Wills comes in for Martin Brown at the ten, and then Ben Wexler and new signing Zahir ended up on the right and the left wing with Whitney still up top. Now, last week, John hinted at a few more signings, and I think we saw one debut on Saturday. Jeremy, nothing nothing official has been announced, but Jeremy Clark took over for Matt Elder in the second half. And if you're not familiar, like me, Jeremy Clark is a former uh, UC Santa Barbara coach, and he is the current United Academy goalkeeper coach. He's an older presence in the net uh, with tons of experience, but I'll tell you what, that experience didn't help him out when uh, a Harpo player by the name of Shane Wheeler jumped right on one of those passes around the backfield that I was talking about and scored. Um, I was watching the game with a buddy of mine. Our kids play soccer together, and that's one thing he pointed out is like a lot of, a lot of passing between those center backs. All someone has to do is pounce on one of those, and they're in on net, and that's exactly what happened to start the to start the half. So suddenly, one nothing uh, with. 45 minutes to go in the game and the second half just turned into uh, more experimentation from Minneapolis city, more attempts um, to get upfield and to build that play that, that didn't come to fruition. But the second half also saw some interesting stuff. U 23 players, uh, Josue Patuli, who came in on defense and Nils Gilbrunson came in as a forward. These kids are tall. The kids these days are so big. Um, it'll be really cool to see to see how how both of these guys develop. Uh, it was great game game minutes for Josue, especially considering Harpo's were doing quite a lot of attacking in the second half, and Jeremy was much like Matt Elder, kept quite busy in net. Uh, we also had an injury scare as Wex collided with a Harpo, and he just dropped. He hit the ground like a sack of potatoes. Definitely quite worrisome. Thought there could have been a concussion there, or he might have been knocked out. But it turns out he was just laying there, uh, taking a little, taking a couple breaths. He was all right in the end. Um, all in all, the game ends uh, with Harpo's one nothing victory. Very cool to have them in town. Very cool to see City in action. I think the team was able to hopefully identify a number of things to work on. Uh, I'm no coach. I'm just an observer. But if I were to prioritize. 
I would definitely be working on that build-up play out of the backfield, making sure that there is, uh, is, is a little bit more of a link up and down the field. Um, as it were, there's a lot of open space in midfield that makes it difficult to keep possession at times. Uh, definitely eliminate that midfield gap as a priority. And finally, defensive organization. It's the thing that cost us the uh, it's the thing that cost us the goal. It also cost a number of chances. Harpo's had a number of really good open net chances that were skied over the crossbar. Um, I think there's one I can remember in the first half, one I can remember in the second half uh, for sure. But from reading the the game day feed, it sounds like there were a couple more than that that I can't recall off the top of my head. Uh, but overall, I'm going to say tons of positives to take away and definitely some pleasant surprises. I don't want to dwell on the negative since it was a training match, since we did um, identify that, you know, the team had some stuff they were trying to work on, kinks they were trying to work out, and, uh, you know, new players that were they were trying to get into the mix. Um, definitely some pleasant surprises, though. Matt Murakami starting at left back was surprisingly big. I don't remember him being this big last year, and he is really, really fast. Um, last year, we didn't really see him besides a few minutes here and there at a, a deeper midfield position, And le- but let me tell you, he, this guy can stretch the field and get back on defense in a hurry. Charlie, Chuck at CDM at the defensive mid position was also a pleasant surprise. It's obvious to me now that he can do all of the great stuff that he's known for down the flanks, anywhere on the field. When you think about what makes Charlie so so successful, what makes him such an exciting player to watch when he's when he's on defense is that ability to cut in um, on the attack, to cut in and and you know with his patented chazzle dazzle, put a couple shots on net. Of course, we should have expected that he can do that. <laughs> from anywhere on the field. Why wouldn't he? Um, there were a number of times that he was able to just out-dribble guys and shoot straight up the middle to close that gap in midfield, to really um, close that distance and play the ball forward to Whitney Brown, for instance, who was just a lick offside in in one spot where he would have had an open shot on net. Uh, so Charlie at that uh, center defensive mid position is really, really cool, and I'm intrigued by that possibility moving into the season. I'm going to say Matt Elder looked to be on his game. He looks ready for the season. Um, I mentioned a number of defensive miscues that left Matt out to dry. He was one-on-one a number of times in the first half, and he made huge save after huge save, cutting angles, um, getting, making sure that they, you know, he's getting a hand in there here, a knee there, a foot there, deflecting away what could have been three to four goals in that first half. Matt Elder really saved the effort, I think, for Minneapolis City on Saturday. I was really, really impressed with him, and I'm really excited to see him starting the season, hopefully, as the starting goalkeeper. Uh, Nick Hutton is like watching the flash in open sprint this guy is hands down the speediest guy on the team i was standing next to new city player kevin andrews and his mom and i don't think obviously kevin hasn't seen nick play before but that was all he could keep saying is like this guy is fast whether it's tracking back nick helping come tracking back to help on d um there were a couple there was a there was a time when he 
almost like he was coming out of the blocks. He did a quick little back pass to, I believe it was uh, Aaron Olsen on his side, and tracked back a couple, three feet, turned around, and looked like he was off to the races. He shot straight down the line, chasing a perfect uh, through ball from Aaron, and it was uh, it was only thanks to a well-timed cut over from a Harpo's defender that that Nick was was cut off and couldn't get to, couldn't get a shot off. It was the fastest I've ever seen anyone move on the soccer field in person. Uh, all in all, I think a great taste of Minneapolis City in advance of next week's season opener. Again, big thank you to Harpo's for being great guests, and we look forward to the return leg in the Rockies coming up later in the summer. Well, next week's show, we'll be previewing our NPSL opener in advance of Dakota Fusion coming to town. Uh, They'll be here May 11th, next Saturday. But the NPSL North season will have already begun. Duluth FC welcomes Sioux Falls Thunder to Duluth East High School this Sunday, May 5th. It promises to be a chilly welcome for Sioux Falls, I think in more ways than one, uh, for a club that really does struggle, or has struggled historically, to put out consistent results. Uh, hopefully Sioux Falls can can get that season started on a high note and come away with, with a point or three. I know last season, if you remember, they were able to shock Minneapolis City uh, as at the start of this season, drawing us uh, and taking what we expected to be Cup, you know, three easy points and turning them into only one. So hopefully they can pull the same thing out on the road. One of the longest trips in the NPSL North, Sioux Falls to Duluth. So it's going to be a tough trip for Sioux Falls. Hopefully they can uh, they can pull a result out. The game is going to be 3 p.m. on Sunday. If you want to make the trip up and start scouting out the division's competition, otherwise I'm going to try to keep my eye open. See if Duluth is um, see what their streaming game looks like this this year, and maybe tune in to watch a few minutes of that game. See what we have to look forward to when Duluth comes to town near the end of May. Uh, but for now, that is that quick show. Just just me, a microphone, and you, the listeners. Uh, thanks as always to our sponsor, Summit Brewing. Uh, the scientists that are at Summit have been in that lab, and they have a new creation. It is called Slugfest. It is the newest of the Summit off- offerings. Uh, juicy IPA is so hot right now, and this IPA is one of the juiciest in town. It's got an orange appearance, still low in bitterness, but big in that citrusy hop flavor. Some people say it tastes like the few <laughs> first few chews of a stick of juicy fruit. Uh, sounds Sounds good to me. Uh, get to your local watering hole and get a Slugfest on tap today. Summit, a more meaningful brew since 1986. If giving back to the community means a lot to you, maybe it is time to give to the club that gives back. Minneapolis City is a 501c3 that provides a safe, reliable, and fun environment for young people to play the beautiful game. Look for us this summer playing with kids in parks and community centers and um, at the free play that we're going to be doing all around the city and consider a tax-deductible donation to a true city-focused organization. The season is only a week away, and now is the right time to stop procrastinating and grab your membership. For only $80, you get a season pass to 10 NPSL home games, 
all of the U23 games you want and any other game that may pop up. You also get an exclusive membership scarf, two flex tickets so you can share your love of Minneapolis City with your friends, and a membership card that's going to get you $10 off the cl at the club shop so you can get your very own City of Lakes kit. It's also going to, of course, get you deals on Summit at our official game day bar, Palmer's, where we were on Friday. Plus, you get a vote on important club matters, including selecting the membership board, a vote which I think is going to be coming up pretty soon. Visit mplscitysc.com and make that happen. You can hit us up on Twitter at The People's Pitch all the time, or you can ask us any questions you want through email at mcscpodcast at gmail.com, and we will, of course, answer them on the air all questions comments and concerns are welcome and finally as always complain to the club at mpls city sc on twitter that's all for this week once again i'm going to leave you with our house mc miles stockman willis aka malaise i am nate make sure you feel better john and join us next week everyone for the very first match day preview of 2019 and you got hoofed
starts any trouble without any proof no problems if there was make the puzzle poof laugh it off goofballs you should see the spoof girl i'm free falling for you still temptation follows free just tell me when you fall for me please just tell me when you